A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, a whole lot of stories were told. Seriously, it's hard to keep track of everything in the Star Wars universe. Through films, comic books, TV shows, novels, and much, much more, sorting out what is legend, what is canon, and which stories are told from a certain point of view can be a bit tough. We're here to help you sort through that mess and to stay up to date with what's going on in the galaxy. So sit tight, strap in, grab your favorite co-pilot if you want to, and get ready to make the jump to light speed. Ladies, gentlemen, Wookiees of all ages, these are the Holocron Chronicles. Hello there. My name's Mark, a.k.a. The Canardian, and you're listening to episode 25 of the Holocron Chronicles. I'm joined, as always, by my trusty co-pilot, Charlie Carden. Charlie, how you doing tonight? Woo! 25, ain't it great to be alive? I'm here with my favorite co-pilot. Hey! Uh, <laughs> Bye-bye, girl. There you go. Harry, but not quite as big as Chewbacca. Yeah, exactly. It's a, and not quite as menacing as an Ewok, but almost. <laughs> Is there anything as menacing as an Ewok? No, I mean, those things were little furry killing machines. You saw what they did. Do you ever see the original concept art for Ewoks? No. Is it horrifying? It's terrifying. They look like bird people with, like, super long legs. Like, think about, like, if Big Bird was in a really bad accident and, like, some inbreeding and just, like, it was just, like, a nasty, scary kind of design. So that's originally Ewoks weren't cute teddy bears. They were uh, terrifying, long-legged bird creatures. This is something uh, uh, that needs to be featured on our our Twitter or Instagram. uh, (laughs) Because I think this should... I think it's our sacred duty to share this with with, with, with the Twitter sphere. If I can find the picture... I will put that actually in the video, so it will pop up Please. on the video. So if you're watching the video version, hopefully I found that. Right. And if you're if you're listening, I go check see this the, uh, the video version and, and we'll we'll check it out. But that voice you just heard is our special guest this week, Mister Robbie. I'm gonna try to pronounce this Weidman. Yeah, yeah, it's Weidman. Hey, yeah. look at me. All right. It's All not right. often you get that uh, correct on the first try, so kudos <laughs> to you. Thanks, I tried. Uh, and I, I didn't practice that at all, as you could hear by my, I'm going to try this and, and my hesitation. But uh, Robbie, <laughs> we're so in the dark happy. sometimes. Yeah, we, we are so happy to have you. Um, you came highly recommended when, so we, we kind of hinted at this a little bit a couple of episodes ago and last episode when we had Peanut on. Charlie came up with an idea to to start kind of a rewatch recap kind of thing, start in chronological order. I love the idea because of you guys doing the Star Wars rewatch project. We had, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we've had uh, Okairo on a couple of times. We had Peanut on the last episode, and we were we were spitballing some names of people who could join us to kick this off. And you were like top of the list because of how much you love uh, these movies. And uh, the Phantom Menace, especially. So 
before we get into the Phantom Menace stuff, I want to learn a little bit about you. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, um, I'm a video editor first and foremost, um, with the ultimate dream of working for Lucasfilm. I kind of like started on this whole, uh, path because of just like watching behind the scenes stuff. Cause you know, when you're a kid, you can't get enough of star Wars. So you go to the bonus features and you start watching all the deleted scenes. And then just that leads into the, all the, um, the documentary footage and everything. And, uh, kind of kick-started my like what I wanted to do with my life and now I kind of want to bring it back full circle and go Star Wars with it but I spend my free time on Twitter in the, at That's the moment awesome. <laughs> awesome uh man I that just completely brought me back to the the Star Wars special edition VHSs that had <laughs> Leonard Maltin interviews uh, at the end, I believe. So it was like after all the credits and stuff, there was uh, oh. there was some Leonard Maltin <laughs> when interviews there were, with back in the George days where Lucas. there there were no menus. You just had yeah, to keep no, watching. No, yeah, you just, just kept going just through it. Then you just rewind. That was it. It was like yeah, yeah. Uh, tune in after because it was it was in like the previews at the start. Like wait afterwards for like a special. Interview. Oh, okay. In so like teased it and like with films. the yeah. Uh, cool. So that just completely just brought back a, a random <laughs> memory from, and, and I'm dating myself with uh, watching the special edition uh, VHS tapes. But uh, speaking of that, because that was kind of my intro into Star Wars. So mm-hmm. what what was your intro into Star Wars? What, what's your Star Wars? Uh, Personally, story? I had I'm one of those I had no choice. I was kind of born into it. Um. My dad saw the original one in theaters, the original three in theaters. Like, you know, he grew up with it. Um, and I was just kind of thrust into it. Like, I mean, I'm sure we'll probably end up talking on it later more, but Maul was one of my first words. Wow. Like, <laughs> oh, like my mom, dad, Maul. Mom, dad, Maul. Everything Not- like with like a black and red color scheme, I just assumed was Maul. And I'm just spewing them. This is what I like. I don't remember this, but this is what I've been told story after story from my dad. I'm just spewing the word mall at everything. So I really didn't have a chance from the get go. I, I was kind of like, yeah. That's amazing. So, so baby Robbie, my microphone for people on the video, I'm just tilting my camera. That's, down. that's mall. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a mall microphone. That's, that's, yeah, fantastic. like, w- with like uh, one of the my big goodness. ones was like, spider-man with the black and like the black with the like the red outline suit that I, oh miles morales spider-man yeah uh, yeah yeah exactly like but like i don't know if miles I don't, I don't follow spider-man like that i don't know if he was around in like 99 or whatever but Mm-mm. whatever version of that suit apparently i swore up and down it was darth maul but my dad's like nice. we got into we we get into arguments over Spider Man. There Marvel. there is a pure black uh, Spider Man the symbiote costume which became Venom uh, that was pure black with uh, with a white spider outline on the front and on the back. Okay, I'm, so maybe I, I am a Spider Man aficionado. That's yeah. my personal favorite costume. Yeah. Well, there has been a red and black suit at least in the MCU. Right. Ex- well, no, the, the red and the yeah in the MCU, but we're talking back in '99. There was no such thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. My my question is, and Mark, I'm sure you can uh, appreciate this as a Canadian, thinking about Robin Sparkles, let's go to the mall. Oh, boy. Okay. Woo! Yep. Never mind. So, you know, you know, every time uh, Darth Maul goes uh, shopping, he goes to the, the half-off sales. <laughs> 
you know, half off mall jokes are just like half mall jokes are the funniest. They're all the same. Every single one is the same and it hits the same greatness every time. I just love Charlie just went deadpan. I'm pretty sure he's getting, he's looking for the exit button on this call. No, I love escape, I love all escape. Half ball jokes. Uh, so, Robbie, you mentioned something before we started recording. Uh, you, you mentioned you just hit a great amount of followers on Twitter. And I meant to mention this at the start of the episode because it is episode 25 for us. So, you just hit what's the number? I hit a. 2500 so 2.5 it's kind of it's perfect it's a a match made in heaven coming all along this is this is perfect um i just i had to 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 rewind and and uh and hit that before we moved on to now we we have you on here to talk about phantom menace Mm -hmm. is that your favorite star wars movie or if not (laughs) what is so contrary to popular belief it's not um it's not even my second favorite it's All my right. third favorite. It's definitely okay. my third. Yeah. But um, my favorite's Empire. Like, I don't think anything touches Empire. It's, I don't know. I'm kind Excellent. of an old soul with that one. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Okay, okay. So we know your first, your third. What's your what's your second? Second is Revenge of the Sith. Comes close to Empire, but it's not Empire. Nice. Okay. All right. Um, I have a really solid top two and then a really weird three. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it. I respect it. We have heard... I think at this point, 25 episodes in doing this for close to a year now, like this is, I, I think we've heard pretty much every combination of like, these are my top I'm, favorite yeah, Star sure. Wars movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is my, uh, people expect it to be like the hottest take of like, yeah, yes, I have the hottest right. take. The Rise of Skywalker is my favorite or right. the Last yeah, Jedi is I'm my sure favorite. Peanut checked off Menace, a bunch like, of boxes. This, like. <laughs> right. That's it. And, and you know what? I love them all. Because got to you, you've every, got to have that. The problem, the problem is like you have to rank something last, right? Yes, that's right. the issue I always find. If yeah. you're not first, you're last. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's you know, it's like not every doctor graduates at the top. You know, there's got to be somebody graduating at the bottom of those medical classes. Right. Somebody has to be the worst doctor uh, who's getting out of medical school. So yeah, there's always going to be. Yeah, there's always going to be something that's worse, and of course. It could always be the occasion that something else that comes out is worse, mm-hmm. uh, which is how I feel about what we're going to talk about on this show. Uh, but anyway, but even like we we've said this before, even the worst Star Wars is better than to me anyway. Most people's favorite than films. Most others. That's it. Yeah. Right? Like it's it's for for me as far as like movie franchises that I want to keep watching. It's like Star Wars, MCU, Indiana Jones, like minus the fourth one. Uh, But like, it's that kind of stuff, right? And like Star Wars just holds this special place that it's like, give me some lightsabers and some space wizards and some cool action sequences and some, some some new technology characters and technology. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's good. So Phantom Menace, it might not be my absolute favorite, but like, there's still stuff that I love in there. Uh, and we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. But first, I want to go back to some of your favorites, favorite characters. Now, this isn't just Phantom Menace specific. Who are your favorite Star Wars characters in general? How many How many do you want? That's Your top 150 should be fine. Three, uh, no, like, three, three like, would be good. Just a couple that I'm, you love, yeah. <laughs> so, these questions are like easy for me, so like we can spend, we can fly through them. So it's definitely a mall, like no thoughts in 
involved. Um, Let's Maul, go to the mall. <laughs> um, Maul, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka are my one, two, and three. All right. Nice. I like it. Good. All, ver- all very prequely. Yes. Uh, 98 was my uh, was my birth year. Prequels is, is what I got. <laughs> uh, young people. Okay. <laughs> I just got a new Ahsoka. I don't know if you can see her. She's over here next to my, my helmet. New Ahsoka. Oh, is that, a fun, is that, um, is that one oh, of the nice. Mando ones? It's, uh, it's one of the, yeah, the new ones that were just released from season two. Have, of, uh, if, of is Mando. it the one with the hood or without the hood? Without. They just yeah, announced for the, the Star Wars The Black Series, the figures I collect, that the Mando Ahsoka will be part of, I think, yeah, I the, the, next, the next two waves that are coming out. She's in the second of the two. Nice. Uh, I, got, I got her and, uh, and Boba Fett is, is back nice. there somewhere as well. Uh, but that's not interesting for uh, audio listeners, so I'll, I'll stop. Right. Um, this is a tough one because of your answers so far. I don't know which direction you're going to lean light side or dark side dark side dark side oh no no hesitation that's another thing like in my house you're born into rooting for the bad guys it's just a thing okay yeah all right (laughs) all right i i kind of feel like i need to take out old green here and just kind of get ready Oh, green. To be Get fair, to, uh, green is my favorite color lightsaber. Hey, all right, we can be friends. So, uh, <laughs> if I were, if I were, like, I would want to be a Sith with a green lightsaber. To be honest, that's a badass combination. I like. That. I think it would be so cool. All right, yeah. Buck the trend, change the system. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, so, what is it about the dark side that it, you said you were born into it? Do you have any? regrets of being born into the dark side or is it you're, nah, you're just kind of being at this point I, it's just like, it's just fun just it's just the fun yeah. they're always they have they're so like they're so greedy mm. and but they're like so like they, they captivate you with their reasonings for this greed and for this hunt for power and you're i i personally am interested in how are you going to topple either your master or apprentice like who are you going to screw over and how are you going to do it right. like I don't know if you ever read the Plagueis novel, but like that's my favorite Star Wars book. I just think it's fascinating through and through. I, I like, I like the bad guys' perspective. I don't really know how else to put it. Like, there's no way to put it for me. It's just I just think they're so much more fascinating because you can tell different stories, different arcs. You can make them sort of bad, like really bad, like just pure mm-hmm. evil. Like, I don't know. You can only do. I feel like with a hero, you can only do so much. You can have them tiptoe the line, but then they don't become. Then they're not that hero anymore. They're right. like that Walter White. So I think with the bad guys, you know what you're getting, but you can also bring them back. Like you can make them good, but like you can see some crazy things happen in that process. Mm-hmm. I, I I always love a good villain and I don't mean like a villain who turns good. Like I mean a villain who you watch and you can say, yeah, I understand how they got there and I understand yeah. why they're staying there. And I kind of, you kind of like you're doing a great job them. at it. Keep doing like that's, it. Yeah. That's it, right? Like it's it's the Loki kind of syndrome, right? And you love to see Loki in his own show as kind of the the more hero type role, but at the same time, like I kind of always want Loki to be that backstabbing little creature that like is going to play into his own quest for power, self preservation, uh, just deception and just being Loki. And when you, you see that kind of uh, conviction in a villain, 
I, I, I love that. You know, it's, it's, it's way more interesting than just like, I'm going to be bad just to be bad. Yeah. Uh, and and right. I think we, we see that in some of the star Wars villains that they, when they develop their backgrounds or, or when you get more into the character, it is a little bit more interesting than just like, Hey, I'm captain America with a lightsaber. I'm good. Thanks for coming out. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's a and lot, you can- like you said, it's more interesting. You can have these really complex, like bad guys, or I think, and I'll say, I'll, I can, I'll continue to say this. Maul is one of the simplest bad guys you can get, and he, and people love him. He is mm-hmm. literally, he just one. All he, all he is about is revenge. From episode one to the Clone Wars to Rebels, like everything he's in, all he wants is revenge. That's it. On and and, and it ultimately ends up being on one person. And he does the most extreme things to even just get like Kenobi's attention. And it's just, it's just to avenge his first defeat. And like, you know, there's not much to it. There's really just this really complex woven story revolving around how am I going to get back at this guy? He's he's essentially just asking. He's not trying to rule the world. He's just he's just doing things along the way that he just so happened to be that he can do because he's this powerful character, but like it doesn't bother him. He has no care in the world. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the, the, like I said, the Ash Ketchum with the lightsaber, the Pokemon theme is just playing in my head right now. Like I want to be the very best, like no one ever was. Like he just, that's all. He just, he hated to lose that first time. So now he's just yeah. been like, no, 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 I'm going to go back and defeat that one he, guy. He had spent beat. literally his that's whole it. life try, like, trying to just wipe out Jedi and the second Jedi he sees or whatever, he's done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what? Uh, he's half the man he used to be. There we go. It really is. Speaking about coming to the dark side, Charlie dropping dad jokes, ladies and gentlemen. Round I, of I, I've always, I've always been here. Look, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, well, that's. I think that's it for kind of getting to know your Star Wars origins. Yeah, so I'm let's. Just a, I'm just a bad guy supporter. That's, I like it, man. This is we we usually get. Actually, the last few people we've had have been somewhere in the gray area. See, I would Ultimate World. I like to be a gray Jedi. I know they're like a controversial topic, but I want to like toe that. Like, if I'm in Star Wars universe, I'm towing that line. Right, and that that seems to be a pretty common answer. We've had, uh, I think, a couple that that like uh, Chloe's coming to mind. Empress Ren. She's she's kind of like you know, leans into that dark side, the same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like they're more Mm -hmm. interesting, but for the most part, we have people that are like, you know, I want to be a little bit bad, but like not a complete dick. So that's, yeah, yeah, that's a pretty, I think it's a good way to go about things. Yeah. Look at it. Um, so let's, let's jump into some news real quick. Cause I do want to really dive into the Phantom Menace, but please there's, there's been some stuff. We have had it's some. It's been a stuff. week and a half. It definitely has. So the first thing 
Book of Boba Fett. We finally got a trailer. We are, what's today, the ninth. We're three days away from Disney Plus Day, where I think they'll be, di- they'll be diving more into Boba Fett, maybe some more, uh, some trailers, or at least a sneak peek into uh, the Obi-Wan show, maybe some Andor early footage. For right now, we have the Book of Boba Fett trailer. Gentlemen. The Book of Robert A. Fett. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 yeah you know we talked a little bit about this over on sfu prime with our exceptional guest uh katie quinn who is actually was talking to her just this evening is going to be joining me over on code 47 in the new year uh to talk a little bit about uh star trek the next generation so but anyway uh it was really cool um this show you know I, kind of my posit with this and kind of what my take was is like you know, you had Boba Fett as a character, as you saw him, you know, so very briefly in The Empire Strikes Back. And obviously in Return of the Jedi, he had like five lines of dialogue between the two movies where he got, he had no lines of dialogue in Return of the Jedi. What he had in Empire got redubbed by uh, Tamira Morrison when we had the extra crispy special editions in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I had said after watching this trailer, I said, why why did Boba Fett do what he did at the end of of Mando season two? Why did he go back to Tatooine and shoot big fat big Bib Fortuna in his big fat face and kick him off the throne and be like, "I'm your captain now"? And Fennec is having a swig behind him, and she's like, "Yeah." What? Why did they do that? What? What's going on? What you know? What ultimately? Did they just do it just because? I mean, did he just you know? Did he just sack up and said, "Hey, you know what"? I defeated the Empire. I'm going to Disney World. I mean, is that basically where he was at? What is his motivation? That's right. I'm I'm kind of feeling like that's what's going to drive the bus in this series. You know, he's a changed guy. He was the strong and silent type. Uh, he spent an undisclosed uh, amount of time uh, being digested in the Sarlacc. He got out. He wandered the desert for a few years and so making him sound like Moses. Uh, and then he's just, he's this changed cat. He's got a different set of priorities. He's got a different set of sensibilities. What does he want to accomplish by, and this is what was portrayed in this trailer, of changing around the the Jabba the Hutt organization. You know, even right in the trailer, he's assembled the captains. And it's funny because we just finished, the wife and I just finished watching The Sopranos for the first time. You're thinking about the captains of the mafia. You know, Tony getting all these guys together, you know. Polly Walnuts and Big Pussy and getting them all together and saying, hey, you know, we need to change things up. Do you guys want to keep doing the way things are doing or do you want to change it up and and have something better for yourself? So what's his motivation? That's where I think is going to be what drives the bus in this series, what's what's going to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. Robbie, how you feeling? Um, I mean, so I got to say, before Mando, I wasn't the hugest Boba Fett fan. I've, I always leaned more towards Django, honestly. Not even like a prequel thing or anything. I just, I don't know. Whatever. I thought he was overhyped. Mando brought me around. I respect him. I like him as a character. I can't say I was impressed by the trailer for the fact that I know it's going to be maybe an episode or two that we're looking at. We're looking at like the that trailer gave us stuff from like the premiere. Yeah, we don't really have anything. I don't think we have much to go off of. Mm -hmm. I I, like I can't make a firm judgment. I think the show 
like the from just that being like an episode or two, I think it's going to be insane. Mm-hmm. Like if that's what it's starting off with, it'll only get better. Um, but I really don't have any judgments to make just based off of that really quick trailer we got. Because I don't think there was too much substance to really grab from it. I just think it was like, here, look, Boba Fett's going to have a show. Like, come join us December 29th or whenever it is. But that's mm-hmm. just my first look. I, like, I, I, I don't want to hate on the show or anything. I just don't think I have enough to like really see what I want for or expect from this show. Right. Right. Yeah. For, for- that, that, that's fair. I mean, I think that's valid. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Uh, for me... From this team, from the the first couple of seasons of Mandalorian and and his turn on the Mandalorian, I'm I'm kind of all in on this trailer or not. So it's kind of for me the trailer was just like more candy. You know, it was like mm-hmm. I, I'm already there. I'm already excited. I'm already just like give it's your it little breadcrumbs. So, that's it, right? Like it's just they're they're just dropping a little bit, and that's really all yeah. I need because um, it'll hold you over till anyway. December. That's it, right? Like it's like you're like, not sitting there waiting. Like, is the show going to get delayed or something? Like, like you have confirmation. It's yeah. it's what you need, and yeah. it definitely got the job done in that aspect. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, there's some interesting quick shots of characters. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, there's some that I'm kind of like, who's this going to be? How's that going to play out? Like you said, I think this is probably episode one, maybe two episodes combined, a, c- a couple of shots from each, but, uh, I, I want to see where this goes. And, and as Charlie was saying, what's his motivation? What's he doing? And I think through what he's seen with Mando, he's seen kind of, you know, he's, he's obviously worked for the empire. He's seen what they have done. He's seen kind of what's been happening now in the broader universe as he was wandering around Tatooine, you might not get a sense of what's happening in the universe. Now he's seen a little bit. Now he's explored a little bit and he's starting to see that fallout from the fall of the empire. And he's also starting to see like, maybe I can do things a little differently. So I'm, I'm wondering if he's going kind of full Robin hood, if he's going a little, um, you know, just rogue. It's it's going to be an interesting take. So uh, I'm I'm very curious to see where this is going. Uh, the next bit of news we have: Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron is delayed indefinitely. Um, I guess quickly on this one because there's there's not too much news other than that. How do you guys feel? Super duper sour. I mean, Mark, you and I are both guys who really dig on the X Wing stuff. We love. That kind of deal. We've talked about that in mm-hmm. the show's past. Um, so, yeah, th- this is a drag. The, the, the question is why. Uh, it just seems to be everything Star Wars related it, when it comes to the movies. And I don't know if you want to pin it to Kathleen Kennedy. I choose to because I don't like her very much. You know, is, is this something that she's torpedoing? Does it have something to do with the uh, critical failure of uh, Wonder Woman 2? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, all I know is that I'm seriously pissed. Robbie? Um, I'm always in the favor of delaying something to get a better product. Um, so if that's the case, cool. But personally, I'm not a huge space battle X-Wing. It's just not my 
genre of Star Wars, so, like, I'm going to watch it, I'm going, I'll probably enjoy it way more than I expect, but, like, uh, with just the tagline being, like, a, you know, Rogue Squadron, like, I know what Rogue Squadron is and everything, but, like, with that, all the information I know, I don't mm. know. <laughs> yeah, if, I, if I, I this was more... a, a better developed project, I think I'd be a little bit more upset. I was looking forward to this, and from... yeah like her telling like it's going to be a story kind of personal because my dad was a pilot and blah 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 yeah it sounds like a really cool concept very cool concept but like not seeing anything knowing it wasn't in production actively like an indefinite delay could be a year it could be six months it could be like two years like it, it it sounds like it's a conflict kind of dispute and uh whether they end up replacing her or she just finds the time and comes to it eventually like like you said, Robbie, uh, I'd rather something be delayed than uh, than kind of pooped out. So um, yeah, we'll we'll see. It, it's it's a sting right now, but I'm hoping in the long run it turns out good. So mm-hmm. um, so that with with that out of the way, let's get into the meat of this Phantom Menace. That's what we're here for. We're starting off our recap. Uh, so we already know Robbie where this fits in for yours. It's your third favorite movie, Charlie. Where I think I know this. Where does it fit into your rankings? You know, there is no doubt that if this is not the bottom, it's 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 in the it's in the bottom three. I mean, having having watched it innumerable times. I mean, just to paint the picture, in 1999, uh, this came out Memorial Day weekend. I graduated college three weeks earlier. I also eloped and got married for the first time at that exact same time. It was a very weird period of my life. Uh, I was married to my first wife, Alicia. She gave birth to my oldest son, Noah, which happened about a year later. It was a weird time of my life. And then this movie came out. <laughs> and my 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 wife, my ex-wife, Alicia, absolutely loved this movie. And she loved Jar Jar Binks, which is like, like really loved Jar Jar Binks. So it was hindsight being 2020 after 22 years. It should have been a great big red flag for me. I, the beginning of the end, um, this was the first movie that she loved it so much. We saw it by the time it cycled out of theaters, seven times in the theaters. That's the most time I've ever seen a movie in a movie theater before. It was really, 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 really a weird thing. It was crazy. All right. Yeah. I, I have to agree with with your ranking. I don't. I don't think I hate it as much as as you do, um, but it, it falls a little lower. But that's just because it's up against stuff that I just love so darn much. But I still love this there's movie. There's a lot of meat. There's a, there's a lot of stuff, and I think this movie is incredibly important. So whether or not it's one of my favorites, I still think on a scale of importance for the overall Skywalker saga. This is one of, if not the most important one to set things up. Um, so we'll we'll get to that in a second. But first off, let's start with some fun stuff. Favorite scenes or your favorite <laughs> scene? What's what's the best part of it? If you could only watch I, one. Bit. I mean, like like I could even beat Robbie to the punch. So please go ahead because we're going to say the same thing. So I, I'm I almost mean, certain we're going to say the same I, thing. I honestly have to say. I'm a big fan of being different. Phantom or Phantom Menace is in my top three. 
But if you don't say your favorite scene in this film is Duel of the Fates, please, please. I can't trust. I seriously can't trust you. It's, Love yeah, it or hate the film. There's no. There's no arguments. I mean, seriously, what can even be said other than that is clearly that that is that is the it. That is, you know, if uh, it's it's like Ron Burgundy, it's the balls. It's the balls. <laughs> that is there. You, I just found you the title for the episode. It's. It's the of fates is the balls. Yes, I, thank you. All right, I can all right. I can specifically like since it's such a generic and broad answer. Like I got a ton of scenes I could list off, but like I can give you one generic, like one snippet from Duel of the Fates. It's very specific. It's when Maul does his backflip, spins his lightsaber, grabs the box, launches it at the control panel, and spins the saber again and deflects uh, Kenobi. Mm-hmm. All within a matter of one and a half seconds. Yeah. Like, so smooth. It's so I mean, smooth. you guys saw it because, you know, I was watching the movie tonight. And as I was, my wife's like, I got to get up and get something. So I hit pause because we're watching it together. And it's funny because we watched probably not quite the last half of the movie. But I'm like, well, babe, I got to knock off the last half of episode one. And it was the visible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're watching it. And she's like, well, I got to have a pee or something or i gotta get up and get another drink and so i pause it and it's at the exact moment right at the beginning when they've pushed into the generator room and you know maul's got his back to the two jedis and it's at the point where obi-wan first does a flip and i paused it where he's like mid like eh, I'm, for the video this will be great he's like let me turn around backwards yeah. he's like <laughs> you know it was oh god cramp ouch oh this is what happens when you work out at five o'clock in the morning ouch um, this is why I'm not, a, this is why I clearly don't, the force is not with my old ass. Uh, <laughs> but, um, there was, there was, wasn't anything like that in those, that original, uh, Star Wars trilogy. Um, mm -hmm. because what did you have? You had a geriatric old guy, Obi-Wan, you had a, a stumbling robot, which was David Prowse's Darth Vader. And then you had Luke kind of dicking his way around through at least Empire Strikes Back. And then kind of doing a flip or two here and there. In Return yeah, he does like a flip or two, but that's all you get. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, you know, yeah, it's like, uh, okay. It was not like, you know, in this movie where you saw the Jedi's like, you know, when in the beginning when they're they're on the droid control ship and they escape and then they have to ferret their way through the panel and then they jump. You know, you see that, that long shot where all the, the droids are being loaded into the tanks. And it's a, and you see the two Jedi jump out and, and drop like a hundred feet and be like thunk, we're good. Yeah. Or you know when they're deflecting laser blasts from the destroyer droids and then they're like, it's a standoff, let's go, pew, and they take off like the Flash. I mean, they have oh. genuine, full fledged, not like half assed like Luke Skywalker's Jedi skills were like something he read out of the back of a comic book, like a Charles Atlas ad from the old days, like oh. Well, I guess I put this plus this, and I've had about three days worth of Jedi training. I think I'm going to go take on the Emperor. It's going to be okay. Yeah, fine. You're good. Yeah, you're good. You said that's okay. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of very family guy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah, to see all of that is just. Uh, I mean, for that alone, I think you know makes the film really does make the film exciting. It, it showed and, that Jedi knights are knights. Right. They're in their prime. They're, like, this is they're the warriors. age of the Jedi. Yeah, they're yeah. fully trained. They're part of a culture. They're part of uh, something that's not just like, well, it's like, you know, and then you flash forward to 
the sequel trilogy and The Last Jedi and the sacred Jedi text, which Yoda makes fun of. But obviously all the info is in there. You know, so it's like that's how things got rolling. That's why there were a thousand generations of Jedi's and they mm-hmm. handed down their traditions and their skills and this and that. You know what I mean? So uh yeah, that 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 alone, but oh my god, to wait two hours to get to the duel of fates and all the bullshit, excuse me, that came before that. I mean, I was going doing a little back and forth with Oxtra, uh Todd, our other, you know, main SFU host, and I said Jake Lloyd was so bad, I swear to God, there was somebody off camera with cue cards giving this kid his lines, and it still was not was not getting the job done. Stop picking on that poor kid. Jesus. Se- seven that. thumbs down. I know he really has been through been a lot, in, in, in fairness. In fairness. Uh, I just want to give him a hug. And uh, that that is uh, – anyway, I, I – yeah, I mean, that scene is fantastic. The Duel of Fates, you have to pick that one. But – I also, I think there's a couple of other scenes in this movie that I'm going to choose just to be a little bit different, even though that's my choice. Uh, pod racing. Shit, that's cool. I, <laughs> they, they every every did, time I watch it, they, they I, did I a lot. I'm actually watching a sports event. Like, it's, you're just, damn, this can go this way. Like, this guy's beating this guy. Like, you're yeah. so into it. It's so the way good. they, like, produced yeah. it and just, like, made it feel like an actual sports event. It, 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 it's so well done. It's so cool. It's like 11 minutes of just awesomeness. Yeah. And it could have been, I think at that age for me, I'm like watching this, I think 13, 14, something around there. So um, for me, that was like also prime Nintendo 64 days. So I got to play pod racing <laughs> on the Nintendo yeah, yeah. 64. And I think I had it for my Game Boy Color as well, like a, a crappy kind of port. I used was... to play the arcade machine version and the, or yeah, whatever. I and mean, like the actual pretty... seat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like there are so many great uh, Star Wars games in that generation, but like this one putting you in the seat of pod racing. And they were so brilliant with it where they said – most other humans aren't fast enough for pod racing. So when you could win in that game and you had seen the movie, it was like, Oh yeah, I'm the fastest human alive. <laughs> yeah. I have Jedi skills because I can, I can pod race. I just came in first, which means I'm, I'm the best. So uh, I love that scene too. There's a few others, but, uh, but let's, let's keep going to favorite characters introduced. I think Robbie, Maul, I think it's definitely Maul, but I have to shout out Qui Gon. That is, I'm in the same place. I'm in the same place. In some ways, I feel like he's the he's He's the the model. He's the adult center of this, but he's also kind of the greatly flawed uh, drive because he is. He's this Jedi rebel. He's like, oh, this is this kid is the this kid is the nuts. He's the bee's knees. He's gonna you know he's gonna save us, and it's absolutely the wrong call because yes anakin does destroy the the sith but boy does he take the long way around to doing it um so yeah i mean you know whether qui-gon really had the vision of the long game and he knew he was going to die so he was like "Eh, take that i don't know if it was all that but still I, i he was just he was really ballsy and i like that 
Well, I, I mean, okay, we're going to get to that in a second because I got to pause and read some Twitter comments. So I put it out like, what was your favorite character? Who was your favorite scene? And we got a few people saying Qui-Gon. So the first one, Sergeant Seth on Twitter. My favorite character is Qui-Gon for sure. My favorite scene is the fish chase scene, which I actually was going to mention as well, but we kind of moved uh, moved on. So I'm glad he mentioned that. Uh, the best part about it being the Sando Aqua monster showing up and uh just you know always a bigger fish love that line for sure um the phantom menace is a fun movie and it's a great start for the prequels i agree seth that's uh that's that's good uh peanut who was on our last episode hi peanut how you doing uh she said hey the phantom menace is a classic my favorite character has got to be qui-gon jinn liam neeson made sure his character was unforgettable despite only being in one film um we got Craig at X-Wing Crossing uh, on Twitter. Uh, easily my favorite prequel. So some more more Phantom Menace love. This is great. I love when people say uh, it's their favorite prequel. That's great. It's, it's awesome. Uh, this is the purest example of a George Lucas Star Wars film. He had the money to make yep. what he wanted. Fans hadn't screamed in his face about why what they hate which is a valid point actually this was this is no but no no but the, but the, but they did after this now didn't they after this but <laughs> but before oh, like yeah. this is pure right. unadulterated uncut george lucas just doing what he wanted with his there's money there's nothing it's very like, it's very the only thing it's he very, needed very in this kevin film, smith very kevin smith yeah like the while. only thing he had to include in this film were obi-wan and anakin mm-hmm. everything else blank slate 100 percent right. um that, so that, i mean that's a valid point uh, yeah craig continues with uh it's such a fun star wars movie introduced some greats maul qui-gon battle droids and naboo uh we got one more so i'll, I'll read this one from lars uh, this is, I saw this opening weekend when I was 13, it was epic. So large is around my age, which is, is kind of cool. So this was an epic movie at that age for sure. Uh, to this day, it's still one of my favorite star Wars films. The pacing felt good. The action was great. And the new characters introduced were fun and cool. This sparked my love for the character, Darth Maul, who is still the best. Uh, so another, another mall fan. For I like this Robbie. person. So thank you to everyone that, uh, that got back on Twitter and, uh, Okairo just dropped the Kings. Cause he was excited that the three of us are all, together. he's a King. So, uh, he's a King as well for, Takes sure. on the known. Cool. Um, cool. absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, for me, I love the introduction aside from the characters you guys already mentioned, but I loved the introduction of, uh, Queen Amidala who her best film by far yeah she she's such a badass and just standing up to a jedi being like uh yeah no you're not leaving us in the plane like she's coming with you but it was actually you know she i'm coming with you kind of thing Mm -hmm. um just just that that kind of ballsiness um also i don't approve is her just the little clap back at quite love it it. like she's sassy Uh, she doesn't take anyone's shit like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know it like even even young Obi-Wan, there's so many directions they could have gone with Obi-Wan Kenobi. And we saw a very old Obi-Wan Kenobi. So they didn't have to age him down quite as much, right? Like you see I think it's a com- I think this movie is a coming of age story for Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. I think like you really see he it gets put a, pushed aside a lot yeah. because there's you got Anakin going on, you got the whole thing with Naboo going on, so you got Padme distracting you, then you got Qui-Gon's the main character. But like, so he's kind of pushed aside. But like, he he develops a lot in this film. Like, Absolutely. he goes from like just hating everybody, like 
I got my morals, my views. This is what we're doing. We're going to get it done. To, like, I got to conform to this. I got to, like, hear other people out. Like, it's not just, like, by the book. Like, things happen, and you had to adjust to them. And he kind of adjusts with the film. And just kind of, as he goes, as the film goes on, and as he grows, like, you see him grow. And I I wish we just got more of Padawan Obi-Wan. Because mm. I think this film does a good job of introducing that. But, like, he's obviously rushed to a night so quickly mm-hmm. that we don't get to see him develop more. He has to mature overnight, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, so, t- Charlie, you brought up a good point, And that kind of leads into the next bit of the importance of, of this into the overall story. And I mentioned that before, but I think like duel of the fates, we mentioned that. And I think it's so important. And Dave Filoni said it better than I ever could. So I'll try to kind of summarize everything that he said, but that is, uh, it's, it's not just fight for Anakin's life. It's it's fight for Anakin's future. It's fight for like how everything's going to go. And Charlie, you, you mentioned, uh, did Qui-Gon know how things were going to go down? And I think right. Qui-Gon right. saw two paths. And I think he knew that in one path, Anakin's going to have the father that he needed that would guide him in the light and keep him in the light. And that was if he won. And if Maul won, then that was it. You know, Obi-Wan, despite having to kind of grow up overnight, never had the time to develop. So he was never Anakin's father figure. He was a brother. He grew up with Anakin. He was a brother. You were a brother to yeah. me. You weren't a son to me. And to you touch were- on the Qui-Gon like point with the two paths, I think like you have either the Qui-Gon option or you have like no one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have Obi-Wan who's Qui-Gon's apprentice, but let's say they both died or whatever. No one wanted to train Anakin in the first place but Qui-Gon. Mm-hmm. No one wanted him on board. Obi-Wan didn't want him on board. He's too old. Like, yeah, it's literally all or council. nothing. It's all or nothing riding on Qui-Gon. Mm-hmm. And uh, he dropped the ball against Maul, can I say? <laughs> That's it. Like there was, And I wonder if, if the, he knew there was so much riding on it that he did allow himself to kind of get distracted during that fight. That he knew, you know, the pressure just got to him. The pressure cracked him. And and when you're, you know, you always think when you get in the head, in your head, that's how, you know, you get the yips, you know? And I'm wondering if Qui-Gon kind of got, got the yips in this because we see him. And, and one of my favorite individual moments from this whole thing is Qui-Gon taking a break. You see Maul is just full of rage. And when those blast shields or whatever, the, the, the shields come down, the mm-hmm. laser shields, uh, Maul's like hitting them. He's pacing back and forth. He's like an animal. Like, like a caged animal. Yeah, exactly. And, he amps himself. And you see and Qui-Gon just center himself and right. relax. And that's it. And it's, that is a hundred percent the you know, the Jedi way. You're not going to attack. You're only going to use your, your weapon to defend and to, you know, hopefully bring some peace. But I think he kind of knew that there was a little bit more riding on this one. So uh, I think he got the case of the yips and that's <laughs> not the time to get the yips. Uh, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, I think that leads to the importance of this film. So like I said, it's to me, one of the most important ones because it it dictated exactly where the next eight films were going to go, basically. Uh, Charlie, how do you feel about the importance of this one? 
You know, it's funny. I've said it more than once, and I, and I know that you guys won't love this, but this is one of the ones that I feel like they could have absolutely dumped this, and you could have kind of picked up with the elevator scene in episode two, and this film might not have mattered at all. So I, I feel like it would be kind of easy to just jump in and say, here's this Anakin kid, he's a teenager, and da-da-da-da, and made allusions to things that happened in episode one, and we didn't have to sit through this movie. I, I know there's a lot of love, Robbie in particular, and I respect that, but for me, I feel like you could have absolutely lost this and, and move forward with episode two and not necessarily skip a beat so much. So See, like, no, my favorite thing with my perspective of the fandom and just being a fan is I agree with you. You don't need that film. Right. Good. You don't oh, need it. Wow. I, I, like, I, like I, I'm not someone like I will blindly defend this film. Like if I have to, but like, <laughs> if I have to, if I have to, but like it's, it's often, it's more often. Than right. Not. But like every single star Wars film, you can make an argument for and against it. There are pros and cons. They all have flaws. Mm-hmm. And I will not just like, like, I, I love this film. Jar Jar's got way too much screen time. I'll tell you that right off the bat. Like, there's <laughs> you know what? He, he had way too much screen time after the fat, when he opened his big flappy lips, that was, that was way too much screen time. <laughs> but like, thing, like, you have to be able to acknowledge that, there's issues with all of them and i agree like you can theoretically start with just a young anakin that's what or a padawan anakin that's what a lot of people wanted and i think that's the problem going into the film is a lot of people expected that Mm. and coming off of like a 15 year break with all this new technology and everything and that hiatus and that drought of star wars Mm -hmm. you go in with these astronomical expectations to follow up the biggest trilogy ever at that point still and i think I, yeah I, I mean yeah I'll, yeah i mean hold it up I, against I, lord I of the rings argue. i guess but i'm not a, yeah, i'm not a big lord but of like the rings i won't guy. argue but like yeah um and like you have these you i don't think anything could have met the expectations that were placed upon this film and i think that helped or hurt it in the long run in the sense that like a lot of people didn't get what they necessarily had wanted to see right out the gate and it never ended up giving this film a slightly more fair chance if that Mm -hmm. makes sense Mm -hmm. because you're not gonna hit like like even from like from the get-go like oh we're getting kid anakin we're not getting like teenage anakin right like you're not going into it with what you wanted per se but i do agree you can start the prequels at a young at a mid anakin lifespan and like you can flash back to TPM and you won't need all of that necessarily. I don't necessarily think the movie sucks. I love the movie. I'm glad it exists, but you got to acknowledge as a fan, like the logical elements from both sides of a perspective. Mm-hmm. This is why I identify with Qui-Gon. You got you to go calm, level-headed, like, you know. Calm, level-headed. He's one of my favorite characters. Kind of, kind of the long game. I, I agree. And, you know, he was a one-and-done character. But, in fact, I, too, find him to be one of my favorite Star Wars characters. Certainly, I think, dominant of the sequel trilogy, though, I do really come 
to appreciate Obi-Wan because you see his arc from young punk, which is what we get out of Anakin. In this film, he's like, well, master, blah, 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 this thing and that thing. And if you would just buckle down, you'd be on the council. And, blah, blah, blah. and he's just, he's a pain in the ass. So it's like, zip it, dickhead. Uh, but at the end, he's like, well, you know, you're like a son to me, blah, 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 this thing and that thing. They have kind of the buddy cop speech. That's what the, the one thing I always love is the buddy cop speech. Like, I love you. I love you. And then one guy gets killed like three seconds later. It's the buddy cop moment. They have that right at the beginning. He's like, well, master, I'm sorry. I questioned you and blah, blah, blah. And thank you for saying I could take the trials. And he's like, oh, Obi-Wan, I think you're great. Ugh! You know, it's a buddy cop speech. I yep. think you're great. I'm too old for this shit. I'm a day away from retirement. Yeah, a day away from, yeah. You're going to yeah. do a damn good job in the future. Good luck. Yeah. yeah, I won't be around. Maybe I'll be, maybe I won't be around. I don't know. So I, I think that kind of covered my, I was going to say what we change, but it sounds like, you know, kind of, and, and Todd asked a question, right. uh, if you could remake this, who would you choose to write it? But I, I think by the sounds of it, like if, if we were to almost remake the the trilogy, it sounds like you guys would both be more leaning into kind of combining episodes one and two and maybe Without have a doubt. some and things a whole in lot one. more Darth Maul. As, yeah. yeah, maybe as a flashback kind of something, or, or right. I think a you could, bit differently. I think you could plug in probably five or six pivotal scenes from this film, incorporated into flashbacks in episode two, and then maybe you know it maybe doesn't have to be a trilogy. Maybe mm-hmm. episode maybe episode two is episode one, and episode three is episode two, and it's a duology. I know nobody does that. Oh my god, it's crazy! <laughs> not something that's not a trilogy. Uh, black is white, up is down. We're in Bizarro World. You know, but is, um, you could just you could do two is one, uh, three is still three, and you can just get a Clone Wars movie like oh, that's or or a well produced Clone Wars movie, not yes, the like, like something like we got, yeah, 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 and like just something like like some Clone Wars story like that or something that happened in the Clone Wars, something like that leads into three, like. Maybe the Chancellor getting kidnapped on Coruscant. Who knows? So, yeah. Why not? I like it. That is that's cool. Yeah, but yeah, that's what that's my take. So, um, guys, do we want to give this a rating? You know, like kind of a one to one to ten severed hands. What do you think? That's tough for me, man. Robbie, do you want to go first on this one? I gotta think. I'm gonna set the bar high. Okay. That's um, fair. That's fair. I, I feel like I have to give it a 10, but like in in my actual perspective, like being reasonable for me, I think it's like somewhere between an 8.8 and a 9.2, somewhere in that sweet spot, like somewhere around a nine. But that's like me, like bias grew up with it, watched it on repeat as like a young toddler. Oh like, my God. Right. I, I, I chuckle. <laughs> I chuckle because anytime we do ratings over on the main secret friends podcast and I give something to a decimal, I actually just absolutely crawls up my ass. So <laughs> I love it that somebody else does it. So I myself am going to keep uh, my ratings harsh. Uh, this is probably, you know, uh, certainly factoring in duel of fates being so spectacular. It's still going to be about a five for me. And that, and that's keeping it high. It's, it's okay. that's reasonable. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can respect your, your, I don't I, agree, and I'm kind but. of feeling in between <laughs> both of you guys. I'm feeling like it's a seven, kind of the seven point five, maybe for me. I'm I'm only going to go on a point five scale. I won't go into like a, it's a seven point seven five. Uh, but it's uh, you know, like I said, it's it's. I rewatched this movie 
There's not a rewatch that I do that I skip this one. There are some scenes that I'm just kind of like I'll glaze over and check Twitter. But for the oh, most yeah, part, I don't want to. There's some stuff. <laughs> I don't want to like, stir in the sun at the whole time. Yeah, like like I said, this is a a super important movie. So um, uh, that's, it kicks that's the of, franchise. Like that's, that's it. That's, that's it, right? Like a lot yeah, of I mean, it's a lot of people's first movies. It, like even so. even now. Yeah, you're starring Star Wars. Right. People start with that movie. Yeah, this is the first one they click because it's episode That's it. one. That's it. True, true, true. So, uh, all right. Cool. With that, Robbie. Yeah, we do have to go. Charlie has a, a hurt out. Uh, in Unfortunately, like so uh, so we busy, 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 busy night for me. Wind down, uh, Robbie. Thank you so much for joining us for this kickoff. Uh, thank you for having me. Oh man, it's an absolute it was pleasure. Good stuff. It's, uh, fun. it's yeah, it's it's absolutely great to to have you on here. Uh, tell people where they can find you and what you're up to. Uh, you can find me at Twitter um, at Robbie underscore Weidman. Very simple. Um, you can also find me. Um, I'm going to plug my second not 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 second account, kind of second account. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called uh, Star Wars Shot by Shot. Love it. Um, I'm basically it's a it's a project, kind of like a passion project. I'm going through every single shot of every single movie and posting them in order on this account. Um, I'm going frame by frame through them or like every third frame or whatever through them and picking out stills to post as each shot changes in the film. Um, we are in the middle of the Phantom Menace on like a, we're, we've definitely launched, but it's still kind of, I consider it a soft launch. I don't have all, all of the photos done so I can dump them. Mm-hmm. as quick as i want to but right. we're getting there Ooh. um it's at sw shot by shot nice um, i love that but you can, yeah well. that's great shot by it's shot is crit- it's crit- critical for us cosplayers too because that's where we get those most important <laughs> yeah like so, yeah. there i gotta say doing this there's so many little i'm trying like not even to like get like the main like subject i'm trying to make sure everything i try to get everything in focus as possible including like the background like I might like substitute this one frame that would look better on the main subject of that shot for another one that is slightly less blurry for a background character. So like I want it to be like a picture. I don't want it to just be like necessarily the most important part of that frame that we all know. There's going to be something in there that you can pick off. So it's got something for everybody. There's a lot of new like photos you'll be like you just can't Google some of this stuff. It's a really cool project. I love it. Good deal. It's a, it's, it. a, it's a it's a long one, but it, it's yeah. it's fun. I love it. Cool. All right, Charlie. Where can people find you? Uh, I am over on Twitter at um, over at at the C three. Spell it out C E E. Of course, I'm on all the uh, Secret Wars uh, social media twitters, and of course USS GrandPetoskey.com. That is the Star Trek fan club that I run here in West Michigan because uh, I keep it real. Trek and Wars, there is no comparison because they're both great. All right, and you can find me at the underscore Canardian everywhere. Everywhere, Charlie. Cool. That's going to be it for us, folks. Thank you as always for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring, and to keep on trucking. May the force be with you. Rex, play us out. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. 
If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at SecretFriendsU on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.